0: Welcome to the Courage Mentigo To Go podcast, where we share good news, great laughs, and real-life stories to encourage you as you face life today. And so much more. Welcome to Courage Meant to Go, podcast number three of our series, and uh, I'm joined with my awesome wife, Caitlin, again, and uh, yeah, we're going to discuss some fun stuff today.
1: Oh yes, we are so excited. We've got some fun stories lined up for you, and some great scripture to back it up.
0: Yeah, and so today we're going to start out with one of the probably highlight stories of our lives, um, as far as funny-wise.
1: Are you going to tell her or am I going to tell it?
0: Um, I think I'll start. Okay, here we go. So one of my favorite places in the world to visit is Lake Cumberland. I've been going there since I was a wee little child. and
1: That's yeah. in Kentucky, by the way.
0: And, uh, yeah, so we've been going there. And so it's very special to me. And after I was dating this young lady for about a year, I decided it's time to get engaged. We kind of knew early on that we were going to be together, so it didn't take us but maybe a month. I think we even talked about getting married. But we waited. I waited about a year, and I wanted to throw her off. And uh, so I asked her dad which and her mom, which was not a very fun moment. (laughs) um, I was so nervous. And I speak in front of people, but going in front of her mother and father... And they knew what I was doing. Like, why else would I come over to their house without Caitlin around? And it's just, he was pretty nice to me. He could have been a lot worse. But did he just,
1: like, sit there and just wait for you to say it? Like, just try to pry it out of you?
0: Yeah, he was waiting. You know, (laughs) he had that little smirk on his face. He just knew it was coming. And I was waiting for him to give him a hard time. And he kind of just said, yeah, sure, but. Once you take her, I'm not taking her back.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Sorry, that, that was kind of his thing, and <laughs> no
1: return policy.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, we. So I asked him, and then I told him how I wanted to do it, and uh, we had some friends at the time owned a houseboat, a really nice one, and it was a double decker and just a really elegant houseboat. And I was that's where I wanted to do it. I always had this in my mind. I wanted to get engaged, and uh. Cove and Lake Cumberland, a secluded area on top of the houseboat, and that's how I wanted it to happen. So I called him up and I said, Hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I'd love for you guys to be a part of my engagement. Do you mind taking your houseboat out? And uh, I want my family and Caitlin's family to be around somewhere, um, and I'd love to get engaged to Caitlin and we celebrate afterwards on the houseboat. So I had her family down to Lake Cumberland with our family. And they're not a boating family. Would you say you ever went boating, really? Growing
1: no, up? no. I think the first time I ever even heard of the term boating was when we started dating. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and so it was a, a whole new world to my family.
0: Which was almost a deal breaker. Because I was like, Uh, she doesn't boat. I'm not sure if I like her really that much anymore. But I had to let her try, and as soon as she tried it, she was in.
1: Oh, yeah. I fell in love as soon as we went.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. And so it's also a very expensive hobby that I'm thankful that my parents have some of that stuff. So, And our friends had the houseboat because, yeah, that houseboat was very, very nice and something I wouldn't be able to have for a long, long time. So, yeah, so we had her parents down, and we were boating and such. We were about ready to go tubing, they call it, which is basically beat the tar out of the people on the back Um, if it's wavy. And my mom does a great job of driving the boat and just really ramping us. And it's a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. It's probably the most adventurous I am in life is when I'm tubing. But, uh, yeah, we had her family out, and they weren't used to it, and they were a little skittish or whatever. But they went, and so we get out on the boat, and this is the day before I was going to get engaged to Caitlin. And so we drive everything's good, we have the tube, but it needs to be aired up. So we drove to the local dock on the water, and uh I get out and I get stung by like a hornet like man it's it's I've been stung many times in life, but this one hurt bad, and this wouldn't be that big of a deal, except for I'm allergic to bees and wasps hornets, and all that stuff, so it wasn't great, and for a side note, I didn't have my EpiPen with me, because quite frankly, I haven't updated it in like 15 years, and they're expensive, so I'm like, meh, I don't need that. So what I tried to find in the store, and her mom ended up having in her purse, when we drove back to the dock real quick, she got me some Benadryl. And this is where the fun began. Yeah, so... She said, how many do you want? And I said, I don't know. Six? Oh,
1: goodness.
0: And your mom gave me six Benadryl. <laughs> six. Like, not one, two, three, four, five, but six. I don't know if you've ever taken six Benadryl allergy pills in three days, let alone at one time. But I will tell you, I've done a lot of crazy stuff. But that had me feeling in a way that I've never felt before. (laughs) The day before we got engaged, I was way... How would you describe me?
1: Oh, my. You're like in another zone somewhere right next to us, but not there at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those (laughs) moments that Caitlin won't forget, and neither will my family, I can vaguely remember some things. Um, I think I remember acting like a fish. They're also called gars, they're like the freshwater big teeth fish. Yeah, and
1: you were trying to bite everyone because you were a gar, and you had a circle of life on your arm. Like you were like, look, it's a circle of life. And you were like circling all of our arms.
0: And that's where I got stung. Right. I have no idea what you were doing.
1: And I think you even tried to tube after that and it was like, What are we doing? Get him off of it. Like you Wait, were barely come out. I hung on. Somehow. It it <laughs> like by a thread. It was like you It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> when you tube, you either hang on or you fall off. And I hang hung on you even did. through my six drill episode. Did
1: we get a video of that?
0: No, and nobody That's took so a video sad. and we were I'm just gonna tell you right now. At that point if I was if it was Lakin about ready to be engaged to a guy and this guy was acting like he like I was, I'd have been like Man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really gonna let this happen tomorrow.
1: Oh, and yeah. they had a
0: lot of grace with me and uh it took me quite a while to get off that yeah. six drill high or Think whatever. You just
1: went to bed at like six and didn't wake up till like nine the next day.
0: Which I'm surprised Caitlin said yes the next day because <laughs> I was kind of annoying, maybe at that after a while.
1: Yeah, I just wanted you to go to sleep, like just go to bed, like. Well,
0: it's one of those things where you got to experience beforehand how you're going to get to take care of me a little bit. It's true,
1: sickness and health.
0: Sickness and health, and so, anyways, I went to bed at six, I guess, and I woke up the next day, and I was fine, and you know, I didn't swell up. my throat didn't swell up, so I was really excited that the bis- yeah. 6 drill worked. Even though it put me in a different state, I like that idea better than a shot. So true.
1: Not having to rush off the water and rush to a hospital was great.
0: Yeah, which today we've even talked about our kids run around barefoot, and we always were like, man, I really hope they don't get stung because I'm not sure if they inherited that from me or not. And I remember when I first got stung, we knew I was allergic. Literally, my legs was swelled up like three times its normal size, if not more. And it was kind of a bad deal. And then after that, it got worse for a few years. And then finally, the sting the stings, I kind of outgrew it a little bit, I hope, so far. But anyways, the next day, so what we did is I talked to Caitlin into taking some nice pictures as a couple. And so my mom was taking the pictures, just us three in the boat. Meanwhile, Caitlin thought her family went home. Um, it's back to Indiana, but they were actually still there, and they were. My mom was taking pictures, and she said, "Well, let's see if their houseboat is out there. Let's go take some pictures on the houseboat." And we found they had it in a beautiful area with just the coolest rocks and stuff, which I'd like to go back, but I don't even really know how to get there at this point. But it's just awesome. And we get up, and I'll never forget. They had it decorated so awesome, (laughs) and (laughs) literally, there's like. So we get on there, and there's, like, steps up to the top. And there's rose petals up and down the steps. And when (laughs) you get to the top, it's, like, got our picture, and it's got the ring, and it's got candles lit. And uh, I'll never forget, we're going to the top, and Caitlin's like, this is really weird that they have rose petals everywhere. Like, why do they have rose petals everywhere?
1: Listen, when you own a houseboat, I know you are making pretty good money and i was like these people decorate with rose petals like that is insane <laughs>
0: yeah she didn't put it together at all that i was about ready to ask her the big question so no until we got to the top and i don't know i think she's
1: i don't know, maybe when i finally saw our pictures i was like wait why are pictures wait and i think i saw the ring box My, like, oh, it started to like start clicking i was like oh my goodness
0: so yeah it was really cool and after um she obviously said yes. And then my mom went back and got all of her family and my dad and, uh, we celebrated.
1: Yep. We had a big party on the houseboat. I'll never forget it.
0: It was just really cool. And, uh, yeah. And you know, it doesn't always happen like you want it. Um, but there are some moments in life that I'm like, that was one of them for me. The day before was a little crazy. The day of it actually went as planned. And, uh, You know, and thinking about just amazing places, sometimes we forget how awesome God's creation is wherever you are. And that's kind of where, Lakes is my number one place. I love to go when we go on vacation. I love to go to a lake anywhere and just explore it and just, I love water. But another place, every time we get to drive home, we pass this, uh, this guy in our church owns this ground. And he has probably 100 cattle on there and it's just awesome with the sunset each night and you just drive by and just the cattle are so peaceful. And we to have cows. We had three cows actually at one point.
1: We did. I kind of forgot about that.
0: Yeah, because you didn't do anything with them. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I did all the work and they say like cows, like you talk to them and they're peaceful, it was definitely, they're a great, if you have room to get cows, I think you should because they're a great companion. They don't talk back and they listen really well. And it's just awesome. So anyways, when I drive past this um, sunset or sunrise or even just during the day, I just always drive slow and look at the cows. And he knows I appreciate him. I've sent him pictures of him before. And just I just think it's such a beautiful scene. And wherever you live, try to find the beauty in it. And um, it reminds me of this verse in Psalms chapter 50. It says, verse 9, But I do not, God says, I don't need the bulls from your barns. Or the goats from your pens, for all the animals of the forest are mine and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. And I'm like, this is only a few hills, like three or four, and I'm like, A thousand hills? Everything's God's and he's in control and I sometimes forget that. And we get so busy and we get we just don't appreciate how everything is gods anyways, so we don't need to get all worked up. And then he goes on to say, I know every bird on the mountains. And all the animals of the field, they're mine. And that's awesome. And it's just a good reminder that God's there and we don't even take time to look for him and his his beauty. You know, Zeke's been noticing rainbows. You've been pointing out rainbows to the kids. Tell us about the other the morning. Did you take him to daycare? what happened? Where did you see a rainbow at you were telling me about?
1: Yeah, we were on our way to daycare. And well, we had just so I, I'm trying to do something with Zeke and Lake, and we have about 12 minutes in the car. And so on the way there, um, I try to like um, I try to find like a, a children's Bible devotional podcast, but I didn't really have, have much luck. So I just pull up YouTube for two to four year old little devotionals, and one was about good um, God's promise and that He'll never leave you and be strong and courageous in Him, and He'll always be there with you. And then we look to the to right out his window, and there's a beautiful rainbow and you can almost see the entire thing. And it was just cool because he's, you know, he just loves the rainbow and, um, we read books about rainbows and stuff. And so I got to say like, that's God's promise to you that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And then we reminded him of the, the, the Noah's Ark Bible story and just, um, but I just feel like that's a great reminder, even for a four-year-old that, You know, God loves you so much and he is always there for you and you can trust in him. Uh, That's what his word says. And when we start that, telling them that at that age, I pray that it would just grow with him. And and just those little reminders, a a rainbow. Hopefully every time he sees a rainbow, he says, that's my reminder that God loves me and he's always there for me. Um, So that was cool. Yeah.
0: And a side note, I I realize your kids are only scared of what you're scared of and when i grew up a tornado took out our church when i was like five i mean demolished it and it was on the news and everything else and it just and it was a chance for the church to regrow and different things and it's awesome like it grew so much since then but i was scared to death that a tornado was just gonna and we kind of lived in like a tornado alley almost like my parents i don't they've dodged so many tornadoes but i remember just my mom would always freak out when it started storming and we always had to be ready to go to the basement we'd sit down there and uh i was always scared really scared of tornadoes and i don't really know um i respect them now i don't think i'm as scared but i definitely respect if there's something in the area how we take cover but i'm not i don't i guess freak out about it and it's our kids will sleep through the storms that i'm like there's no way i'd ever slept through that when i was a kid and even if they wake up they're like oh yeah it stormed last night that was pretty cool and uh, so yeah so that's pretty cool also other scenery around here you know we have a bunch of deer almost every time that we travel through these back roads we see deer in some sort of road kill usually okay. um sometimes caused by me oh, goodness. i have a special skill of hitting birds i love birds too but i can't I, I think they're gonna fly away and most birds do you think but my car nope i think it's like in stealth mode and i'm like a bird it's not good i don't want to kill the birds i like the birds but and it's not really great on my car either
1: or the birds are not smart and they don't move
0: like they're supposed to they think they're maybe they underestimate my sneakiness and my speed so maybe that's what happens but so we have to worry watch out for deer though big time but also in the zenith in our metropolitan area there is a stray pig a stray pig and i can't make this up it's a big potbelly pig and it's huge And you'll have to watch, not only for the pig, but the people that are stopping in the middle of the road to pet the pig. Because the pig's very friendly.
1: That, or you just have to wait for the pig to get out of the road so they can pass.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can honk at it and stuff, but he's on his own time frame.
1: He just goes from one house to the next, whoever will feed him. And he's getting bigger and bigger, I think.
0: Yeah. And during the beginning of this coronavirus, and everybody's wondering, like, man, if they're going to be, like... Food shortages and everything else, but I kind of like that the pigs around because there's always some source of food there.
1: Yeah, that was our going like joke around our little country town is uh, hey, if we just get hungry enough, we're gonna have a hog roast.
0: Yeah, hog roast. <laughs> Even though I don't think that those pigs taste very good, just for the record.
1: Probably a lot of fat.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think pot belly pigs tastes very good. I heard that the other day again. Um. So yeah, we have a pig in our neighborhood. Um. That we. It's it's like most neighborhoods have stray dogs. We have a stray pig, and it's real. Uh, Other things in our neighborhood, um, just down the road we have this ministry that helps out um, a lot of people, and they used to minister in the city, and so now they bought this farm, and it's called Blue Tassel Farm. And uh, Caitlin takes the kids more than I do, Um, but it's only like a quarter mile away, and so we take walks and stuff, and our kids love it.
1: Yeah, it, we it, we absolutely love it. Um, we call it the farm. And so I'm like, hey, guys, want to go to the farm? And, man, it's like, yeah, let's go. And so sometimes if I really want to wear them down, we walk all the way there. Um, and then if I'm nice, we take a stroller and they I push them. Um, but it is so fun because Zeke even will go. I mean, they have, like, two horses and a miniature pony and a donkey and chickens and goats. And then they have, I mean, they've just got it so nice. In just a second, you'll have to explain, like, what, what yeah, are they she- Thank Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not done yet. Hmm. Sheep and ducks and... Um, a turkey. A turkey, yes, one turkey. And a couple dogs and cats. and um, So just like a true farm. Like, it's not overwhelming, but it's a good size. And then they have, like, um, trails through the woods. And they have cabins you can stay in. And it's just really, really cool. Um, so we just go down. And they, want people to they want people to come down and just, you know, admire what God has done. Because they truly rely on God. And it's just amazing what... Um, you know, how uh, they give glory back to God and what he's done there. But um, Zeke will go, let's go to my farm. <laughs> and I'm like, Zeke is not your farm. And so uh, Pastor Tim, who runs, uh, who's kind of the um, guy who runs it, he'll like, oh, don't worry, Zeke, we'll take care of your farm for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like the best case scenario. So we don't have any animals. Like We have zero. And, but <laughs> it's really nice because the farm, they take care of all of our animals. Absolutely. And they're, "Quote unquote, our animals when they're not really, but Zeke thinks they are, and uh, but then he gets a little bit possessive of them sometimes and yells at other people that are around there, kind of like just about everything. So we have to have a little patient with that kid, patience with that kid because um, he's just learning like all kids. And uh, but it's really nice and to have that down the road. And we have gro- we have some really good neighbors. And uh,
1: did you explain what Blue Tassel Farms does? Yeah,
0: I mean, and they minister to people from the city. Most kids don't get to come to a country and see farm life and such, and pick up their own eggs and and cook them and have campfires and just see cows and stuff. So it's able to do that. People in recovery, um, homeless, prostitutes yeah. uh, re- that are recover or switching their occupations and and turning to the Lord and some different and. Uh, yeah,
1: they're they're an amazing ministry that's doing some really cool things so we're very blessed to have them just not even you know quarter mile down the road so it's really cool
0: yeah and so the next topic is school started today
1: oh my school started today uh,
0: and that's exciting in, in the midst of this corona stuff you still did it. And I think it was a success today. Yeah.
1: You know, I have, I have friends from all over. And so I know some of you are, you know, doing virtual and some of you doing a hybrid and some of you are doing, Oh goodness. It's like crazy how every school system is doing something so different. But so we basically, we, we started today with the kids and they could choose between virtual or traditional. And so, um, I'm a music teacher. So, um, this year has just looked so different. And, uh, um, I have to actually be on a cart, which I never thought I'd be on a cart. So I have to put everything I need on this little cart and I have to just roll it down the hallway and, uh, roll it into the class. And they are staring at me as I'm setting everything up real quick. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's different. Like I, and it, it, I try to make it as fun as possible, but it's just really hard because all the kids have to be so far away. And um, it, it was kind of discouraging, but then it was awesome to see the kids and just see their smiles and everything. Um, and I wear one of those shields. I, I try the shield instead of the mask. That way they could actually see me smiling because I just feel like it makes such a difference. Um, even though you can't see people smile in their eyes. It makes big, you know.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: I don't know. But anyways, so... Um, so I... It's just, you know, it kind of just discouraging because I can't do what I normally do and I have to be really flexible and I, you know, but it was really, it was really awesome. I had a fifth grader come to me at the very end of the day and, you know, a fifth grade boy, they're just not really like most of them just aren't into music anymore. They're just like whatever. And he was just like, Mrs. Harrell, music was really fun today. I just looked at him and I was like, you're crazy kid. Like I just, it wasn't that fun. Cause it was all about rules today. And like, I tried to do a couple, like we will rock you's on their desks cause that's all I could do. Um, and just a couple of little things. And I just didn't think it was that fun. And I just really encouraged me that, you know, how one word can make a difference. Like Mrs. Harold today was fun. Like, and, you know, how, how much of an impact we have that t- those words, words can make such a difference. And, you know, and I, I mean, I wasn't completely discouraged about the day, but that just made it all better. And I think we have the power, that power to say one sentence to truly change somebody's life each and every day.
0: Yeah, we do have power in words for sure. And Proverbs eighteen and I'm going to use a passion translation, something different. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life other versions read they will bring death or life but they're that important and the talkative person will reap the consequences And and it's so important to just share good words you know that we have so many teachers and school staff in our life and my mom is a bus driver and a cook as well at a school a different school And she was talking about how the kids are so happy to be back in school physically and I just got to be honest, I don't even think it's because they like school that much. We forget how much of a safe place that school is. That they have people, and teachers get frustrated and lose their patience and stuff sometimes. I am not oblivious to that. But it's a constant in their lives. It is, they get fed at school. because Some kids I know in our area are hungry over the weekend or hungry during the summers. And it's so important that they feel the love. Um, It's really odd. I didn't know that this really happened, but when we do Good News Club in schools, I hear the announcements at the end of the day, and they always say at the end of the day, at least for Caitlin teaches, is don't forget we love you. And I love that,
1: that our principal says that. I love that.
0: And it was weird for me to hear because I'm like, you know, maybe we don't pray in schools over the intercom like we used to. And, and you know, we don't do the things we used to. But that doesn't mean that people aren't still showing the love of Christ. And just showing love, period. And love just covers so much. And we're, it's just so cool to hear that. And I, the kids yearn for that as much as we want to think that we think back of our school days and stuff. And we don't realize how much of a constant it is until you're not there for four months or five months and some of these kids can't wait to see just people who will smile at them or you know say oh how was your summer just actually talk to them instead of giving them a device and saying you know take care of yourself and yelling at them all the time they got somebody that's there for them so it's just really cool that your words and when you interact with people you don't know what they're going through you don't know what their family situations really like, their home life. You don't know anything about it, so it's so important to make sure you give life and speak life with your words. Yeah, yeah and another story of dealing with kids. Um, we had a <laughs> we have children's church at church, and it's usually outside right now, and we got a little update on how our son has been doing. This is the preacher's kid, so how's our son been doing in Children's Church? And We had a special honorable mention this week from the Children's Church teacher.
1: Well, I feel like we should prerequisite that this weekend, I don't know, our son was just like pushing us to the brink, um, being an absolute just stinker, Um, you know, saying things that you're like, where did you hear that? We were just like, going crazy and so he's four and so he's a little too old for nursery so he because he just leaves he'll just leave nursery be like, I'm going back to church and then he just ends up going and playing with something that we're like where is he um you know preacher's kid I guess and so we've been sending him to children's church which is four-year-old to fifth grade which is a very large gap but that's just what it is so he went and um so the children's church worker came in and she goes Zeke was climbing up the slide and I was telling him, Zeke, you can't do that. Like, you're not supposed to climb up the slide. You're not supposed to do that. And he turned and looked to her and said, but this is my moment. (laughs) And she just had to stop. And she's like, wait, what'd you say? (laughs) She's like, did you just say this is my moment? He goes, yes, this is my moment. And she's like, I didn't know what to say about that. So I just let him go.
0: I don't know what you would say to that. I don't know Um, either. This is what his mom does on a regular basis, (laughs) though. So So let's just be clear about this. I would never say this is my moment. I mean, I hope he didn't give the the spirit fingers and stuff while I did this, too. No, he didn't do that. I'm trying to raise him better than that.
1: You don't know. You weren't there.
0: Well, I think he probably had more of an attitude like, this is my moment. Yeah, like, leave me alone. Yeah. And sometimes he's... my son is 90% like the sweetest kid in the world, but the other 10%, he is Ooh. whatever opposite of sweet is. Yeah. Um, there's no in between with him. He's either really sweet or he's a punk.
1: Ooh, that's a good word, punk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's not good. We've been working on it and he's nice.
1: <laughs> oh, we had a nice chat after church that day.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he pushes you yeah. um, just like every kid does, but we want to just let you know that all kids are a struggle at times, but they're also such a huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and we get tired of dealing with it. And I think that's why we've turned into a a society where we will just give them a game or we'll put them in front of a TV, anything to just get them out of our hair for a while. And, you know, I just don't see that as being the right answer. and I've been really we're trying we've been we challenge each other as a couple to work on to work on that and really do things with our kids and not just put them in front of a TV. They actually are not around technology too much at this point. Um, but when you get discouraged out there, there's a verse in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 and some of you just need this today and you've been doing your best, and you've been trying, but things just don't seem to be going the way you want it to, and you're wore out, you're tired, and you're about ready to give up. And Galatians 6, 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. And maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the moment. This is your moment. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So we just want to encourage you today um, as we end the the episode today that don't give up because it's just the right time. God's got it all worked out and he loves you. And we just want to encourage you to just keep going. Whatever it is you're doing, don't lose heart. Keep your head up and know that God is with you even till the end of age. everyone for joining us on our podcast today make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes and if you know anyone else that could use some encouragement we'd love if you would share it with them we're all in this together so until next time my friends on courage meant to go